Welcome to Growth Marketing Today, where marketers, designers, and product owners level up their growth marketing chops from experts in today's top startups. Here's your host, Ramley John. Welcome to episode 137 of Growth Marketing Today. This is your host, Ramley John. And today I have Irina Nika. She is the senior marketing manager at HubSpot, and she's implementing the surround sound strategy at HubSpot. Now, HubSpot Surround Sound is a content marketing approach that aims to make HubSpot products visible at every corner of the search engine result. When someone searches for product-related keywords like best help desk software, best live chat software, the goal is for potential users to see HubSpot mentioned in all or most of the pages that rank in Google's top result for those keywords. Now, Irina talks about this and she actually wrote two articles in a series about the surround sound effect. But in this episode, Irina shares and explains how she implemented the surround sound content strategy and what the results for HubSpot were. In episode 137, you'll learn first the six-step process to start a surround sound content strategy. Second, how you measure the results of the strategy. And third, how to automate the process for reporting over 600 keywords. Now, before we jump in, I put together all the actionable tips that Irina shares in this episode in a one-page PDF. Seriously, why take notes when you can download it for free at growtoday.fm forward slash 137 or find that link in the description. You better hurry because when I publish next week's episode, I take away this week's cheat sheet away. I also want to thank those who made this episode possible. Now, these folks help cover the cost of hosting a marketing tool so I can focus on getting amazing experts that you and I can learn from. Thanks to Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. Now, find the top keywords you rank for, track new organic keywords, get more in-depth backlink data, and perform a site audit all for free using Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. You can sign up for free today at growtoday.fm forward slash Ahrefs. That's A-H-R-E-F-S. Or find that link in the description of the show. Well, enough about me. Let's jump into my childhood, Irina. Hey everybody, I'm excited to have Irina here. She is uh, leading up content and SEO at HubSpot. How's it going? How are things with you? Oh, uh, great, great. Um, so uh, finally, uh, the spring seems to be coming here in Ireland where I'm based. Um, so, you know, excited for a little bit of sun and obviously for our conversation today. So. Yeah, I know we got connected, I think, was it Twitter or LinkedIn? I forget, somebody shared something and then I was like, oh, I gotta get, I gotta get her on this show right but excited to talk about that about like the the surround sound strategy just love the sound uh the sound of that but before we do i'd love to, for listeners just to get to know you a little bit something that you know people might not people pe- you know just to personalize you a bit you said you love cooking I, I actually that's that's been my pandemic hobby i've been cooking a lot <laughs> with my wife so what's your process you said you have a process for optimizing meals uh, what is that process and as well, what is your favorite dish to cook? Yeah, well, I I do love to cook. Like I've always loved and I, I love to kind of like try new dishes all the time. But with this working from home, I've kind of been really interested in ways to save as much time as possible during the week. So I've started, I got to this point right now where I spent about 45 to one hour uh, cooking on Sunday. And that's like all the cooking that I need for the entire week at lunchtime, which I, for me, it kind of saves about three hours of uh, cooking time per week. No, I've actually made like the whole calculation. This is a process that I've, <laughs> I've dedicated time to. 
It's actually very simple. I just like roast veggies uh, and like some meat. I'm uh, an omnivore. <laughs> and those are kind of like the basis for either, like I add um, cauliflower rice on the side and kind of looks like a curry or I wrap everything uh, in a wrap and, you know, it's like a burrito or I just add some greens and it's a salad. So it's like three uh, types of meals, um, very little time. But yeah, optimizing meal time is a new hobby. <laughs> It's funny when like five years ago, I got into powerlifting and I would pre prepare my meals every Sunday because I would like weigh every like the the chicken has to be 50 grams per meal. Like I, I like it's a lot of work, like just planning out like do you find like just cooking one day like you're pretty much cooking the three, four hours that day? No, I just like cook. Uh, well, first time I did it, I cooked for about like two hours, but then I realized that I uh, I did this this exact problem like I didn't weigh the food so I just kind of cooked whatever I was like kind of right. thinking I ended up cooking too much so now I'm a bit more pragmatic about the quantities so it only takes me about forty five minutes to one hour to cook the whole thing uh, yeah it's, it's actually just a very simple dish and um, the the thing is like. I don't like to spend too much time during the week, not cooking, but like not thinking about what I'm going to be cooking next. I just want to have that mental availability for work or whatever project I'm doing at the time. So that's what I'm, that's the biggest gain that I think I get from this. And are you, are you eating the same food every day? Because like, I'm, I'm okay with that, but my wife is like, uh, this is disgusting. I'm like, it's just food. <laughs> just eat it. Just, are you eating the same that thing that whole week? Well, it doesn't really feel like it's the same because though it's like the main ingredients are the same every day. Sometimes I add like spicy sauce and rice and it feels like a curry. Or I just like put everything with uh, some, some green leaves and it feels like a salad. Or I wrap everything uh, in a, you know, like a tortilla with um, uh, some cheese and it feels like a burrito. So it actually, it's a, it's great the illusion of different meals because um, I've got the same problem as your white problem, air quotes. Uh, I don't like to have like the same, like I want to live the life of a restaurateur, I hope I'm pronouncing it right, but like invest two minutes in <laughs> preparing. Uh, makes sense. I, I never thought about that. I probably, that's, a, that's like a hybrid approach to meal prep where like you you have different dishes but it's like the same core materials or ingredients yeah i i apply the same you know marketing principles you know take the <laughs> same piece of content and i knew it <laughs> i knew i was gonna connect to marketing like this is like you want to optimize you want you want to be efficient with your marketing spend so let's let's let us a good segue to talk about content <laughs> uh, and let's talk about hubspot's uh, surround uh, surround sound strategy uh, when I think about surround sound, I'm thinking like going to a movie theater and it's surround sound. It, what is what is that? And, you know, for people who are listening in and they've never heard of this strategy before, especially around content and SEO. Yeah, well, as, as you said, like I, I'm working on this uh, strategy that we call surround sound. And, you know, credit uh, is due where it's due. And Alex Briquette's the one who pioneered this idea uh, I'm just uh, winning based on like his genius idea. And I've, I've worked on scaling the program for the past uh, year or so. And now kind of like I'm looking into ways to expand it on uh, other markets than the, just the English speaking one. 
so yeah, it's kind of a strategy somewhere in the intersection uh, between, I guess, SEO and like content marketing. The basic idea of it is that we're trying to make sure that everywhere people are going to look for products uh, such as ours, they they hear about HubSpot. So, you know, it kind of creates this surround sound effect that you mentioned in the, <laughs> when you're in like a cinema and you kind of hear from all around you the same sound, when people like hear about HubSpot, let's say every time they look for it. CRM software, email marketing tools. Um, yeah, that's the that's the gist of it. Okay, uh, that that's a good overview level of that. Thank you. We're, before we dig into the nitty gritty details, uh, can you talk about some of the results that you've gotten so far by this, so people can understand that this this is working? You're talking about meal prep, like this is effective, and <laughs> it's efficient and it works. <laughs> so uh, look, I think when we talk about these types of strategies like surround sound, I think it's good to kind of bucket the results and people's expectations into two different buckets. One, there are the direct results, like, you know, things that impact you directly and you can see, okay, I've just uh, had, you know, HubSpot mentioned here. So I see maybe some lift in referral traffic, maybe some lift in affiliate signups. So those would be like places that, you know, you see um, a direct impact. I also like try to analyze our results at, let's say, from, an overview level, I, I call that, you know, like measuring our visibility, which is a bit, uh, you know, beyond like the typical measuring of rankings in SEO. But there's also like another added benefit, like the second bucket uh, of results that are a bit harder to uh, to measure than say affiliate signups or referral traffic. And what I mean by that is that, you know, through a strategy like surround sound, you actually get to uh, increase your brand awareness, uh, you get, you know, more people to know about HubSpot in our case, and that, you know, can transform in many other types of um, of benefits. Everything, you know, uh, comes down to like you know, sales and increases in uh, that direction. But the benefits here can be also harder to measure. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, you're right. Like brand awareness itself is very hard to measure. I know you shared the link and I'm going to share this over to other people as well. You you have some some numbers around the first six months around like different things. But like what are, is there any specific numbers that you can share to the listeners around the results, uh, whether that's through brand awareness or through, mm -hmm. through Lyft in terms of like the specific keywords that you were targeting? Yeah. Well, there's definitely, uh, I think the best way to kind of go about it is that, like in terms of like specific numbers is check out the the links uh, that you've mentioned because there I'm actually quite transparent about how our visibility, I call it, has uh, increased for different of our, for our products since we started like working on, on surround sound. So we do have like very specific, very, very tangible results. Um, and we're going to get a little bit more specific into that. Uh, I just mentioned the visibility part, right? Um, that's where I guess a lot of people kind of get confused when it comes to surround sound because it kind of sounds like visibility sounds like an SEO type of metric, right? Where you look at, uh, say, a set of keywords and, you know, how how uh, visible is, uh, in our case, HubSpot for those keywords. Well, what, I what I'm actually measuring for surround sound is how many times in the first 10 or 20 uh, search results that appear for those specific keywords, how many times is HubSpot mentioned in those articles? 
and for every um, uh, for every mention, you know, like I consider that our uh, every new mention, I consider that our visibility has increased. So um, you know, it's a bit of a of a more in depth, more kind of like brand awareness type of metric uh, than the typical kind of SEO metrics. That makes a lot of sense, and I will share that link that you that that link that you sent to me. It does get into the numbers and in terms of like what you achieved in terms of the first six months. But I want to shift gears and talk about the the details now about the process. That in a different link that you sh that I'll share to the listeners. If you go to the description of the show, uh, you went through the process. Like it was like so detailed. I was like, oh my goodness! Like if somebody wanted to implement this, they could. Can you talk a little bit about that, um, you know, uh, just over like maybe step by step or once that mm -hmm. you, you want to talk about in terms of getting started with this surround sound uh, content strategy? Yeah, well, definitely. I think in some shape or form, a lot of companies have, uh, from what I've seen, have approached surround sound from uh, different angles. But what I propose in the, that article and like the way I kind of look at it, it's a very systematic way. So I make sure that I actually create that surround sound effect, right? Like I, I cover all grounds. So the first uh, step that I, I would suggest anyone would take was like figure out their list of keywords, right? Like which are the keywords that their potential customers are using to find products and services such as theirs. So I'm talking here about like not generic top of the funnel type of keywords, but the very like high intent keywords, right? So things like, I don't know, best CRM or top email marketing tools, like these would be the kind of keywords that I'm expecting potential household customers, right? To search in Google to find, uh, you know, like what are the, what are the top companies that offer these services? So first up is to, you know, put together that list of keywords for your company. And it can be, very easy and super intuitive, uh, or it can be a bit of a process depending like how complex your, your offering is. Um, I'm obviously talking from the B2B SaaS company's perspective. So uh, there are a lot, you know, there's a lot of opportunity there in like finding relevant keywords. You can look at, you know, how people already kind of find your website, look at your competitors. Uh, this is where the SEO part of the uh, surround sound strategy kind of comes in and it's very helpful. That makes a lot of sense. And let's dig into that step a little bit. Like what, what kind of things do you, uh, what kind of, what, what, how do you figure out those, those keywords that you are talking about? Like what are some tools that you're, that you're mm -hmm. using for, uh, particularly for what you've done for the surround sound content strategy? Sure. Um, well, Honestly, I'm I'm a big fan of um, Ahrefs, but honestly, you can use almost any other SEO tool out there that helps with like keyword research. It's not really something that's like very tool oriented. It's a bit about how you approach the um, the process. Uh, and as I said, I think it depends a lot like how um, um, how new you know like or how established your company is already. Like you might already have people coming to your site that find you through those types of keywords uh, if you already kind of approach this um, maybe like without even uh, considering it as a surround sound strategy but otherwise I would just um, you know put together a list of, um, of uh, potential keywords that describe the products and services and then start adding uh, 
things like, you know, best or top at the beginning, um, kind of look at what are the main competitors uh, that people would be, would be searching alternatives for and like, you know, look for alternatives to X. And um, this is the, this is the, um, I would say the easiest way to, to go about it, to, to have like a first list. And then obviously prioritize based on search volume, right? Because the keywords that have the biggest search volume are probably the ones um, where if your visibility increases, that's where you see the biggest direct results, more signups or uh, more leads, more referral traffic and so on. And then for for that, so you have you have uh, a list of words, keywords now, mm-hmm. you kind of prioritize it. One of the other things you're... you're I think starting to go towards it. How do you like now set clear goals around that? Like, you know, how do you know which ones should be, the the goal should be getting leads or the other one should be more getting something else uh, so that you get more visibility? Yeah. Um, I, I would go to, to this, like, though, like different, like two different ways. Like first I would assess, you know, like what's my, what's my visibility, let's say for each one of those keywords. Right. So I know like, where do I start from? Let's take a keyword, for example, like best CRM, right? I would take uh, that and look for the location where I'm interested in, let's say English, US, and see what are the top 10 results for for those keywords, for that keyword. And then see uh, going into each result, um, especially if it's like a listicle or review website, I want to see, you know, is my brand already mentioned there by any chance, you know, organically? Uh, And if so, you know, I kind of mark that as a mention. So it's a very, I personally use a very simplistic um, uh, measuring system right now, and I'm calling it simplistic by, you know, intentionally, because I'm, I want to, I'm in the process of improving it. But right now, let's say if I have one brand mention out of 10, I just consider it a 10% visibility. Two mentions, 20%, right? Right now, I, ideally, if, if I, if, you know, someone is listening and, you know, they kind of want to take this to the next step, I would <laughs> take into consideration like the search volume, you know, like the number of impressions that each of those results are getting, maybe like the position of the brand in that listicle. So make it, make it more complex, make it yours. I, uh, uh, I've started with a simple version. Um, we're kind of going in that direction right now. So yeah, I, I first want to see like, where am I? You know, like, am I in 10 out of 10? Maybe there's no point because I'm already the best well-known brand uh, in that market. Am I in none of them? Am I in only one? If I am in one and am I in a top position, I want to see and maybe go look into your referral traffic and see, do you, um, tra- referral traffic report, see, do you see any visits? Do you see any signups? Do you see any leads coming from, from that page? So first steps first, like, you know, assess where you are with your, with your visibility for each keyword. And then it's much easier to, to set up a goal. And that can be, if you're just kind of getting started, maybe it would be a, it would make sense to um, try to be more visible than one of your competitors, um, or set a you know like a goal of you know trying to be like you know, get fifty percent. Or you know, depends a lot like where what your resources are, um, but having that first assessment really helps in that. And that that's what you call the visibility score. That that yeah. you know that okay cool. That's all. <laughs> I mean, I imagine you were probably like knee deep in spreadsheets or Google Sheets mm-hmm. during that. Is that is that correct? Like you were like 
creating tabs. <laughs> well, it, I'm, I am, I am, I am, I'm, uh, I am trying to <laughs> dig myself out of it. But imagine I, I, uh, I track about 600 keywords, um, the top 20 results for 600 keywords, and that's only for the English speaking market. Then I'm like helping our SEO team kind of implement surround sound into other markets as well. So I've got about 600, five or 600 keywords on all of those markets as well. Top 20 results, checking those um, top 20 results every month. So I'm talking, you know, like spreadsheets with tens of thousands of, of rows. Um, that's, uh, <laughs> you were, you were right there. Yeah. It's, uh, that's why I kept, at least for, for a while, I kept the visibility, like the calculation of the visibility score quite simple because I, I am interested in measuring those mentioned, but I don't want to paralyze the, uh, <laughs> the actual system, uh, by putting too much time into like extra super analyzing these, uh, this data, but yeah, you're right. Um, when we come back in just a moment, Irina shares how they automate tracking over 600 keywords. Just a quick thanks to our sponsor for this episode, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools. Now, Ahrefs Webmaster Tools help website owners get more traffic from search by improving their website's SEO performance. It does this in three easy ways. First, it scans your website for over 100 common SEO issues that might be hurting its performance in search engines. Second, it gives you actionable insights from your inbound and outbound link profiles. And third, it shows you what keywords your website ranks for and compare how you stack up against competitors in the search results page. Now I took it for a test drive and I have to say that I'm very impressed with how easy it is to use and how useful the data they provided. It gave me a holistic view of how my website is doing and I got more actionable tips, insights, and strategies to get growth to data.fm ranking higher in search engines than Google Search Console. Sign up for free by going to growtoday.fm forward slash hrefs, that's A-H-R-E-F-S, or find that link in the description of this show. Signing up is a breeze and it only takes a few clicks to get it set up. Enough about this, let's jump back into my chat with Irina. I mean, that's a good first step. Like you, like what it's not saying, like do things that don't scale in the beginning and figure out if it works. That's, that's like the very... Uh, entrepreneurial like mindset that you obviously mm. already have that applied to your meal your meal preps but like I'm, I'm I heard that you've already started thinking about automating this process through through a tool can you talk a little bit about that automation to track this yeah sure I mean it's an absolute pleasure and again I have to uh mention my call my absolutely brilliant colleague Alex who uh took the time to actually create a, an internal tool, we just call it the SERP tracker, which does all of these calculations automatically. So don't imagine that I go every month and check for those 600 keywords, the top 10 results and like calculate the mentions. Uh, fortunately, Alex has simplified that for me and he created this tool where I'm just the person that oversees the operations. Let's say I say, okay, we, we got these keywords we wanna focus on. I upload them in the system once per month and then the, the system checks automatically if there are any links that have HubSpot in them um, in the articles that appear in the top 20 for those keywords. Bit of a, 
Um, yeah, but if you really want to test out the tool and you want to get yourself uh, into this like automation, you um, check out Alex's blog. I think we're going to put the link and we have the link in the description, right? Um, so people can try out the, the tool. Alex has been generous enough to share the R code. So, wow, yeah. that's super cool. Really fascinating. So you've automated this, you're tracking. Let's say you come across a keyword where like you're uh, one out of 10. <laughs> yeah. What what is the what's your next step to like how do I like how do you get get from 1 out of 10 to like mm -hmm. 7 out of 10 in that particular market? Like what is your uh, outreach plan for a long-term like partnership so that you do get more mentions? Yeah. Uh totally. Well, this is I guess where uh, my other the other part like the content part kind of comes in and um the first thing that I would check is whether or not, you know, is HubSpot ranking already for that keyword? Like, is there a, a spot from that top 10 already occupied by our own domain? Whether that's our product page or is it like a blog article? It depends a lot on like, what's the intent of that keyword. But I guess for anyone that's like looking to, to implement Surround Sound, I would start from their own kind of like domain and see whether or not, you know, we have content that covers those keywords. Because you want to first, you know, own your um, own your visibility there, and then after that, you know, you've got the other nine <laughs> results. You want to see, you know, is there a possibility to to build some sort of partnership with the other websites? Um, some positions might be owned by competitors, and you know, like that's cool. It doesn't, you know, like visibility score or goals don't have to be a hundred percent. Like you know, there's there's space in the market for, for others as well. I wouldn't worry about that too much, but there's, you know, other, there are other positions that are typically occupied by review websites. So that's something that I would definitely look into. Um, depending on the niches, you know, you might have like more affiliate websites, you know, like websites that kind of live off uh, reviewing, but like maybe like, and then, um, they're not like as specialized as review websites, but kind of more, in a blogger style, so see if there's an opportunity to either build your own affiliate program or uh, if you already have one, partner with those websites. And then, you know, you might have other companies like, you know, comp that, uh, that have content that covers those keywords, but they're not maybe direct competitors. So there's some sort of a content partnership that you could, you know, some sort of a co-marketing uh, deal that you can strike with them. Mm, makes a lot. It sounds like a lot of work. I mean, are you doing all of this? Like, are you just like like this whole thing so far? I can imagine that that's the job of a whole content team. Like, who who is doing that outreach? Like, who's doing that measurement? Like, yeah, what does this look like? Are you doing everything, or do you have? Fun? Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. I I do a lot of the outreach uh, myself. Um. But it's very hard, like in a company as big as HubSpot, it's very hard to say that, oh, you know, like I'm doing X, right? Uh, I couldn't be doing what I'm doing if there wasn't already like a very established affiliate program, an affiliate team that kind of, you know, creates some of those deals. So I do reach out to a partner, but like I have the system in place. So it is, um, it's more than, than, um, maybe like a one person's job, but you want to have, make sure that you have like systems in place for that. So in order for like a surround sound program to exist, um, I think you have to like make sure that you have the affiliate system in place, you know, content and SEO team. And yes, potentially someone that, 
kind of is focused on this, like he's chasing this round town goal. Um, but yeah, I am, I am the one uh, guilty as charged. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense with HubSpot being so large, they have different teams. What would you suggest to like smaller uh, organizations where maybe they have one person in their marketing team or maybe two, uh, they want to implement this? Where, where, what would be your suggestion to them about, about um, implementing this? Yeah, well, 100%. First of all, I would definitely suggest any like company to think about Surround Sound because it's just, you know, it's just a way people look for products these days, right? There's so many options out there. There's so much availability. There's so many like tools that can help you in, with the same thing. And um, whenever someone is like looking for, option, for an option, they're actually looking for the best option, right? So they're looking to see what exploration and evaluation uh, be before someone actually buys a product. And you want to make sure that your pro your product or your service is there whenever someone is like going and exploring and evaluating products and services such as yours. So the need is there. Now, how would you approach it? Obviously, <laughs> uh, the marketer's favorite response, it depends. Um, no, uh, joke aside that, I would say, um, first go and like look for what you can cover with your own content right so start from from your your core website have the list of keywords uh that people would use to find products and services such as yours and then make sure that you have your content optimized and like you know ranking for those keywords and then you could go like a level up and you know put together an affiliate program right and like think about that there are lots of tools out there impact ambassador lots of like you know affiliate networks um, that could like help you set up your program and then, you know, try to build up the, those partnerships. Then, you know, like just kind of take it level by level rather than try to attack <laughs> the whole market at once. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Thank you for sharing that. I think that was interesting and like really, really insightful for people who are, uh, and surround sound is such a, um, a visual, like we talked about movie theaters. It's, it makes sense. Like people, are are researching about like tools they're looking at and they're looking at everywhere they're not just looking on your mm -hmm. site they're looking at view sites they're looking at blogs and things like that so it makes a lot of sense in terms of i i know you probably already mentioned it but for my listeners i just i just want to put it pull it all together about measuring the success i know when we were talking about this you you have three suggestions so that people can measure the success around the surround uh, sound content strategy can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit about that yeah, absolutely. Well, um, first, I would kind of measure. This is a this is a bit of a metric that I uh, invented, if you want to say, to to make sure that I somehow captured this like surround sound effect. Like, how do I measure that and make sure that you know you hear about HubSpot from from different angles? And that is the visibility metric. Uh, it's a bit different from like how people in the SEO space use visibility. And as I said, I look at um, for each keyword that I'm interested in, uh, how many times HubSpot is mentioned uh, in the top 10 results. If it's mentioned in all 10 results, 100% visibility. If it's mentioned in one of the top 10 results, 10% visibility. And then create an average for either a topic, right? Like I'm not, I'm usually not looking at just one specific keyword, but I'm looking at a set of keywords that describes a feature or describes, you know, a set of features and so on. So I'm kind of looking at a topical level at this visibility. 
Um, and this is a way of measuring the impact that we have on like a larger scale, right? Like it's not just uh, measuring like one, one particular result. Um, and then to go a little bit deeper into results that affect more our bottom line, let's say, I look at like how much referral traffic I see from, from different partnerships and at how many um, signups are influenced by affiliate partners that, that work with us or um, directly by, by the uh, strong sound partnerships, let's say, that I built. That makes a lot of sense. And uh, as I start wrapping up, uh, and I love asking this question, if you can share one or two pieces of advice you'd like to share to marketers listening in right now, and it could be anything that we've talked about so far, or it mm -hmm. could be something that you, we haven't, you haven't mentioned at all, like what would be your piece of advice to marketers? Oh, it's a, that's a great question. Well, as a huge podcast fan myself, uh, I listen to podcasts all the time. And oftentimes I find myself in this situation where I hear a brilliant idea or something that really inspires me. I forget to write it down. I forget to take action on it and it kind of disappears. So I think my, my biggest piece of advice would be if you found something interesting from our conversations, which I really hope you did, um, put some, put a, put an action item, uh, try it out. If it's only, you know, like reviewing a list of keywords that would be interesting for you and like measuring your visibility for those 10, three, uh, five keywords, whatever that is, I think it's important to, to put, um, to put that theory into practice. I have a quote that I always keep on my, on my desk, uh, <laughs> to remind myself personally of that. It says uh, an ounce of action is worth a ton of theory. So for all, the time, yeah, for all of our, our, our chats, uh, I think it's important to put, put action. That's such a good quote. I'm going to have to steal an ounce of action. It's worth a ton of theory, dude. Yeah, that's good. Or a ton of, uh, conversations or a ton of <laughs> debates. <laughs> You're right. No, no, of course, uh, people the, that are, you know, this conversation doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I understand. Yeah. I mean, like. Yeah, you're right. Like even people listening in, like it's easy to feel good after listening to a podcast and check I've learned something new. But, you know, if you don't apply it, like the stuff that we talked about, then it just goes into the to the ether and space and it doesn't get action. You're right. So, well, thank 100%. you so much. Thank you so much for your time. And one final question. Where can people find out more about you? Uh, you know, do you want them to add you on Twitter, follow you on LinkedIn? And, you know, where can people find out more about HubSpot? <laughs> well, uh, check out, uh, obviously, check out our blog. Uh, we have there, like, a ton of uh, a ton of really interesting content around, like, just general inbound marketing things and uh, sales as well and so on. Uh, but we also have a ton of uh, thought leadership, we call it, like, uh, uh, basically content that's... Um, that talks about the experiments that we have at HubSpot and the results that we had or the programs that we run, such as Round Sound. So, you know, I think the, the results and like tactics that we're sharing. So yeah, check out our blog. I think that's the best way, to best place to find me. Well, awesome. Thank you so much for your time, Adina. I really appreciate it. Well, likewise, thanks for your invitation.
Well, that's it for this episode. I want to remind you once again to download all the tips that Irina shared in this episode in a one-page PDF. Seriously, why take notes when you can just download this? Go to gotoday.fm forward slash 137 to download it now or find that link in the description. I also want to thank the sponsor for this episode. Again, they help cover the cost of hosting and marketing tools so I can focus on getting amazing experts that you and I can learn from. Thanks to Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. Uh, find the top keywords you rank for, track new organic keywords, get more in-depth backlink data, and perform a site audit all for free using Ahrefs Webmaster Tool. You can sign up for free today at growtoday.fm forward slash Ahrefs. That's A-H-R-E-F-S. Or find that link in the description of the show. Please also support me through easy ways. First, if you found this episode useful and insightful, please share it to your friend or colleague. Send them an email, send them a Slack, send them a text, give them a call. Whatever it is you found is valuable, spread the love. I would really, really appreciate that. Second, if you haven't already done so, join the Grow Today mailing list. I share out all future cheat sheets before I share it on the website so you don't have to keep coming back on the website. I also share and I also share professional and personal updates from me. If you think I'm a cool dude, I do share updates about, for example, I. Uh, announced my book and gave people digital access about my book before anybody else uh, to my subscribers. And third, if you enjoy the show so far and you've listened this far, I would kindly ask you if you could leave a review on Apple Podcasts or iTunes. I would really, really appreciate that. That's how more people find about podcast shows is through platforms like Apple Podcasts. Well, that's it for this episode. Until the next one, this is your host, Ramley John. And as always, keep on growing.